We are welcoming you to another episode of the Jones Underground Podcast. My name is Afian, better known as Mighty O on Twitter. Hey, and this is Shell. How y'all doing? Um, as promised, we are going to come to you with a full review of a very classic Dirt of My Heart anime series called Samurai Champloo. Um, uh, the series came out a while, a long time ago, not too long ago. It's not like so old, but... Yeah, 2008 or 2006. Yeah. Let me see what the DVD says. <laughs> Well, let's just say it's old. We'll get that in a minute. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. we don't know when it came out. We just know it's it's old. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an older anime series. It didn't last as long. But right. um, Samurai Champloo is set in the Takugawa era of Japan. Um, historically, it's. It was at the end of the Warren States period when Japan was pretty much shut off from the rest of the world. Um, it's also the period where they essentially say it was the the end of the samurai. Well, actually, it was the end of the samurai, where Japan was about to be opened up to trade with other nations. But at the time, the Japanese were controlled by a leader called the Shogunate, who essentially had all the power, and the emperor basically was a figurehead. So, the show, essentially, a lot of the story is based on a lot of the government officials and a lot of the corruption and a lot of the, you know, period uh, correct things that were going on at that time in Japan, which is one of the things that kind of led me to like the series so much because of the history that it was, a lot of it was period accurate. Right. Um, Yeah, I'm going to just jump right in and just say, some of the things that I liked about it um, was one of the things was history that it was a mix of history and great fight scenes and music and um, I mean all of those were some of the things that stuck out to me um, at the same time in some ways I wouldn't say in some ways I would say it made me think of Cowboy Bebop and in other ways it didn't um, but I don't know the, the biggest thing that I liked about it is I'm a big history buff too I, I if it I mean I may not sit and watch it all day but I'm definitely one of those ones that I like to see a time frame and the good thing is that there were several episodes that followed that time frame so I thought that was really neat too so you know what the show kind of reminds me of modern day is Alexander Hamilton when you look at the show, when you look at the play Hamilton and you see how they was able to infuse hip hop, a modern music with uh, old school, with a, with a with the revolutionary period of America with them forming as a nation with That's the founder fathers. That's cool. And then you look at how um, Samurai Champloo was able to infuse lo-fi hip hop in okay, with Okay, first of all, Japan. let's stop. Let's stop because you're saying lo-fi hip hop. Like everybody know what lo-fi hip hop is. It's a whole group of people out there that don't know what lo-fi hip-hop is. So why don't you go ahead and explain what that is. So basically, back in the day, we used to, you know, musicians used to play what we call neo-soul. It used to be jazz. 
And what lo-fi is, they basically take those samples, those chords, the style of neo soul, the style of jazz, right. and they put a hip hop beat, a hip hop, um, you know, type of beat over it. And that's pretty much now we can sit here and say that yeah, they rap over it and everything else. But some common artists that I say have a lo-fi sound. No. Um, that would be Moonchild. Moonchild, definitely. Uh, Saba. Definitely. Uh, Saba, he's a rap uh, guy. He has a lot of lo-fi. Some of uh, Drake's new stuff is lo-fi. Um, uh, Bruno Major. Bruno Major. He's, he's another. Sound. He's a yeah. European guy, and that's all lo-fi. So yeah. a lot of, you know, it's really popular around the world, and it's coming to America because, you know, I guess a lot of people think it's just easy to do it. <laughs> but um, being honest, it just it's easy to kind of it's a it's an art form that's whether you can play instruments or whether you like using samples. It's one of those things that you know people who like to listen to jazz, who like listening to stuff that's easy to listen to, to study with and vibe to. That's what pretty much lo-fi kind of takes its roots yeah. from. And then yeah. some people kind of put more Neil Soul in. But yeah. if you listen to the songs that are playing during some of the scenes in this show. Oh, I wish I could sing it. Man. I need the words. I don't know the words. <laughs> they're in Japanese. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but when I say, like, when I introduced this to uh, when I introduced this to Bay over here, she <laughs> she was just wild by the music and it's not it's not cowboy bebop jazz. It's something Definitely. more modern, right? And then they put more hip hop cues, like they have dudes rapping in the episodes. But you know what, cowboy bebop sticks closer to jazz, and that that um that the uh, bebop style jazz it, it close. It's very, very, it sticks very, very close to me. I don't think I've watched Cowboy Bebop and heard anything that necessarily sounded lo-fi, except for like one or two. Like they had the one episode where I guess, um, shoot, I forgot her name that quick. She finds Faye, out that the... Um, Faye Valentine. Yeah, Faye finds out that the one guy had like breasts or something. Oh, and that's still bebop jazz. It and it was, but it, but it had more of a lo-fi sound. Like that episode, if I could say it had one, that would have been the episode that did it. But anyway, but the music is a big draw. The, um, of course, the action in this, the fact that we're in the, the age of the samurai still, where the samurai in this age were not. You know, some of them were hired hands. Others were more like roving bandits. And so you had a lot of samurai on samurai action. And and the thing is, back then, yeah, if a, if somebody bumped into a samurai or stepped on his shoes or something like that, he had the right to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that stuff was happening where they literally would cut somebody's hand off for looking at them weird. Yeah, like that's the best part about it was like... The fight scenes, I mean, honestly, hands down, I enjoyed every fight scene. And they seem to get better as uh, <laughs> they progress. They got better and better and better. Especially, like, the first one kind of was exciting when Fu, uh, when they walked in into the restaurant, Fu was in there. And, you know, they was, uh, I guess they set it on fire or whatever. Right. Those fight scenes in the first one was really good. But, man, toward the end, it was just sweet. 
So let's go into the episodes, and I'm just going to start with the first episode because, of course, we want to start at the very beginning. So in the first episode, you see food working at a little restaurant, and she's just trying to make a living. And there are a bunch of, you know, gang, you know, I guess local lordsmen in there being yeah. silly. Yeah. Uh, just the one guy just bought a sword, and he wanted to test it out on somebody anyway. Right. And, and then Mugen walks in and offers, you know, to handle these local jerks for a hundred dumplings. Mm-hmm. And at first, Fu tells him no. She goes over and accidentally spills a drink on somebody, and now they want to cut her thumb off. And she yells over to Mugen, "Oh, I pay you. Uh, I'll pay you a hundred and fifty dumplings or something." something like that. Mugen jumps up and he grabs the guy and starts breaking his fingers and they can't handle him because he's, they're trying to tell him, do you know who we are? And then Mugen's like, I don't care who I'm you here. are. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Jing is out walking around and uh, he runs into a guy with his bodyguards and he kills his bodyguards. And so in the midst of Mugen fighting these guys, Jing walks in. And now, all of a sudden, Gene and Mugen are looking at each other. Gene don't like him, he don't like me. And so they're trying to kill each other, and then in the midst, they have a a scene where the whole place is on fire, and I think Mugen and Gene are in a bathtub (laughs) in the midst of all this. Don't know how they got there. Right, right. And so, Fu helps get them uncaptured from the local lord who's going to kill them if they help her find a samurai that smells like sunflower seeds. Not sunflower seeds. Sunflowers. Just sunflowers. sunflowers. You're thinking about sunflowers. But, but, let me, but, let me get into, but let me get into this whole premise. They're looking for a samurai that smells of sunflowers. Right. Uh, if you know anything about sunflowers, and we don't oh, know man. who does know, sunflowers don't have a smell to them. Right. And then at the time, sunflowers were not everywhere in Japan because, once again, Japan was closed off. Right. So, sunflowers were only in one particular part of Japan, which they were nowhere near at the time. Right. So, in the sense, she's trying to say, I'm looking for someone, and she's not giving them any other hints to where he may or may be. Well, maybe because she don't know. Right, she didn't know. (laughs) So, they basically travel with her to help her find this mysterious samurai. Right. So, that's kind of like how it it starts, and, and then... Later on, I mean, you see as this uh, connection, I'll say, begins to blossom into what then becomes like family. They're like family to each other because, you know, of course, uh, Jean and uh, Mugen, literally every moment they had looking at each other, they were like, let's get it, let's do let's this. Let's fight. You know, we're going to do this. I'm I want to fight this dude. So, um, but it just, I, I like how it boils down to like, you know, um, the the end. I ain't going to, you know, get to the end part yet. But I like the connection. I like how, you know, even, and then I also like, you know, because if it, I think about myself, if it was me and I'm, you know, traveling along, I'm sorry, babe, but if it was me traveling along with these two men, you know, I could see just like food over time, you've fallen for one of them. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It seemed like she tends to fall more for Gee. for Mugen. No, for Mugen to oh, me. Yeah. But I was like, why not Jean? 
You know what I'm saying? He was calm and cool and collected. You know what I'm saying? He never talked loud at her. You know, he never called her no B when, uh, you know, Mooga was calling her that all the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, at, but at, I'm going to just do it. But at the end of it, then you see Mooga's the one that is up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's up being the one to help her. Right. So it's it just, ugh. When I sit here and I say this, you know, because... Cause we're getting to our favorite episodes. There are certain episodes where it seems like they always find fall for some nice looking woman. The woman always tends to be some assassin. <laughs> they always oh, sure. wind up putting them in a situation where they're getting poisoned and almost getting killed. Moving. Uh, <laughs> and um, you know, and and the fun, the weird thing about the situation is. Back then, and it was true that there was a lot of red light districts going on, a lot of prostitution, and that was a running theme in the series. Which, you know, it was just a, it it just, yeah, but it's that's ludicrous. (laughs) But the the prostitution and how women were being sold to cover depths and stuff like that, the sex trafficking, yeah, all that stuff was featured prominently in the situation. They did not hold back. Right. Minus the nudity, they they wasn't really showing a lot of nudity, but you know just the fact of Which this is good. This shows you made that sound like you were sad about that. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I'm just saying the show did not have yeah. to rely on fan service right, because right. they they kept coming with the action. Right, right. The story was good. You know, even when they would have a villain come through. They would show like a little bit of the backstory. Okay, can we get to to the to the to the Please get to the favorite episodes because you said villain and now I got I got somebody in my head. They had so many villains. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so one of my favorite episodes was episode twenty. Um with the the blind what was her name? Sarah? Yes. Oh my goodness. And what stuck out to me was at first she just seemed like this really, you know, gentle she needed help. She needed some travelers. She needed assist someone to assist her, help her and everything. And they're help these, you know, they helping her, holding her arm, and you know, well, some some moments they did. Yeah. But you know, this this lady Sarah just seemed really, you know, like she just really just cared about getting to where she was going. You know, and then they had this like really soft backstory about her son, and I was thinking like, oh man, like he's out there somewhere. Maybe she'll find her son. I just really thought it was just super sweet, you know? And then. <laughs> and then. She makes food pick who's going to come with her. She turns into. Not a, realizing food. The worst assassin I've ever seen. <laughs> She's the most dangerous. Blind. And then she was fighting Jean on a bridge. I mean, have you. If there's Okay, there's not many of them. Just the other night you told me that there was, but. That there were a few, but have you ever heard of a blind assassin? Like a blind assassin, you know what I'm saying? And a woman blind assassin, maybe men, but have you ever heard of a blind woman assassin? No. All right, uh, to to the people who are watching the Asian films a whole lot, she's new to this, but. They, 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 when I sit here and I told her last night. I'm not saying there was not any of them. I'm saying, I'm saying that as far as females, you don't really see too many females. 
They 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 do it. A, they in Japan they do it a lot. In China they do it a few times. Okay. A few classic like House of Flying Daggers had a blind chick. That no, you know classic. I haven't seen that, and you just brought but, that up. The but you gonna but you gonna see that, and then they had a lot of the uh, old Japanese samurai films, sword films, and the old wuxia films of China. Now I do know guys. that the coldest people, for some reason, are the ones that are blind, and the reason why is because you know they have their other senses are heightened. And for some reason, Toph just came into my mind yep. from uh from, from, from Avatar. Yeah. yeah. And Toph just came to my mind like she was bad, you know, but still, we ain't getting on the Since Avatar. where you going before you get there. But I'm just saying. And that's what she was. <laughs> this lady can sense your movements before yeah. you made them. And then she was fighting Gene on that bridge. I just knew Gene. And the was moment gone. Gene clanged swords at her, gone. he knew he was in trouble. Right. He was like, Clang, oh, I'm dead. I was just like, Gene <laughs> was like, I got to kill myself. I got to kill myself to get up out of here. Man. And the weird part about that is, you know, the fact that, you know, she confronted uh, Mugen several times and, uh, you know, essentially in the, the, the second episode, Elegy of Entrapment, she let... Mugen killed her because she realized her son was dead. And she realized that her reason for living was, you know, that he was no longer around. And she didn't want to be controlled by the government agency that was telling her to go kill these people. Which, the fact that she was hired by a government agency to go track and kill these people. And the, the root behind all that was that the guy they was looking for was a Christian. And they were hunting Christians down. And the fact that that overlying theme came out by the end of the series, it's like people don't know how religious freedoms, especially in that time of Japan, were non-existent. Uh, you know, so give me one of your, what was one of your favorites? My favorite, and one of my favorite was uh, Gamblers and Gallantry, where they ran into the Yakuza, and um, Fu wound up having to roll the dice. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Mugen wound up working for the little boss for a minute. Right, right. <laughs> and that was a good one. And then the uh the 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 second in command and Mugen had a you know right. they wanted to fight and they eventually got a duel at the very end of that. Yeah. But it's just the fact of they didn't care, like you have some that they wanna just make it at all costs. As long as they making money, they don't care. Money and power, that's what Japan was going through. The dude second in command, he was all about honor, period. Nothing else mattered. Like, my honor dictates what I need to do. And those two, those two philosophies were clashing, and they were clashing back and forth. But the fact that you have one set of people that want to operate by the rules, they want to operate by this code of honor, and the other that are using that code of honor to manipulate this other group to make the money. And it's kind of like what people do today, man. You could be, you can really go out here and have a code of honor, you know, do the right thing, integrity. Or you could drop all that and just get your money. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can say whatever it takes to get paid. Which yeah. one you going, you know, which one you going to go. So, I mean. I mean, but it, you know, the sad thing about that episode is, you know, it's always somebody scrawny little kid that want to avenge they. they grandfather or they dad or whatever and be like you know 
I'm doing this for them or you know, you can't, you know, don't you can't come in here. They always want to try to, you know, seem strong, but they you know they just a little scrawny little pup. You know what I'm saying? And Oh yeah, the little kid was going through stuff. You know, his a teacher who was like a big sister to him got sold to the brothel and yeah, whole, he know, was just going. He was just taking L's the whole over, episode. Yeah, lose his daddy. You know, Gene was trying to help him out. He wasn't trying to listen. It was just yeah. It's a, that was a sad one, but but yeah, like the that was one of the things. Now I will say that the whole series I, I liked it from start to finish, but there was one episode. And I, I don't even remember what the name of the episode was. But it was the episode, it, it was this only episode got real dark. And it was that, that group that, um, they were already dead. Dude thought he was alive looking for a treasure. Oh, yeah. And he was like, yeah, this treasure's buried under here. Yeah, y'all gonna help me. And then the dudes that was with him, they were all zombies. They was all zombies. And I was like, now at first, I didn't think so. But for some reason, like, Dude looked all pale or something in my mind said, this is strange. And then they was all eating wasabi roots. Yeah. I was like, what in the world? Like, that one got real dark. It actually sort of, you know, I don't do scary movies. So for me, this, it, like, my hairs was raising up a little bit because, you know, I try to keep away from that, but. The the episode I like was, uh, the one, that I, one of my favorites was Bogus Booty. Basically, um, Gene, Fu, and um, Lugan found some money. A lot of it. And they found it by fishing in a pond. So they found so much money, they're like, man, we got to go spend it somewhere. So they oh, go to a... Shot, yeah. So so Gene yeah. and Mugen decide to ditch Fu and go to right. the house or whatever. Now, Mugen winds up getting with the little chick and he's trying to get at yeah. her. And she winds up being the secret undercover government agent. Yeah. So he's trying to get some and she's like bashing him upside his head telling him no. So they get down to where they, I guess they're doing a bunch of forgeries. They are counterfeiting all these coins, which is where the money came from. Right. And so Mugen don't want to play no more. He's like, look, man, I'm out. You, you got me in this trouble. I don't feel like doing this. And she whispers in his ear, like, hey, if you take all these guys out for me, um, I really sock your, I really rock your rock world. world. Yeah. He's like, whatever. Ain't nothing you can do. She whispers in his ear. He's like, hey. yeah. And he begins to beat, and he don't even have his sword with him. He's just in there beating everybody down. Right. And then when they finally get done, she climbs him upside the head, knocks him out again. <laughs> right. And as she's walking off, she's like, that's my husband. I'm going right. to find her when we get done. <laughs> right. Now, that like, one was a good one. That was a good one. Gene was just, I'm sorry. Like, I really like Gene. Gene was just, he was just cool about about everything. You know, he had a little troublesome past, but at the end of the day, he was real cool. Now, the shock was at the very end of the series, the ending just, I didn't expect it. I had tried to think about what the ending was going to be or try to see it from the mid, middle, midway through the, the series. And it, what I thought in my head was going to be the ending was not. <laughs> it was absolutely not what I thought it was going to be. You know, but it actually kind of brought more of a um, conclusion 
to Gene's uh, background and sort of it sort of brought that back more to a understanding as to how everyone was connected and things like that. And I appreciated that. And then on the other side of it, uh, for Fu, of course, I didn't expect, I didn't expect she was just going to walk in and be like, okay, I, 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 you know, that's it. That's all I wanted. But, like, what? Huh? But I don't want to spoil the, because I really do want people to kind of watch this and, and see what happens. Oh, but being real, I just want to say that the ending of these, at the ending, you know, a lot of anime, and this is just in general, a lot of anime have trash endings. I'm going to just be real. They have trash endings where everybody and grandma gets killed and you, you want to feel like who's safe. <laughs> you know, some sometimes you get that in certain series, man. But I just want to just thank, you know, the series is so good. And having, you know, just being able to sit here and say, man, this was not, this was not the kill, kill fest it could have been, you know. And um, that's why I just say, I just love this show. The music, the fact that they put a lot of history, historical facts in the show. The fact that, you know, the Americans came in at one point. <laughs> with the little baseball game at the end. Oh, yeah. And then they did talk about, you know, when Commodore Perry came and basically forced them to open their ports up. So I I just, you know, I just like this the series. And if, if you want to have, if you want to have a series, like, I don't, I think it's on Netflix again. You could definitely get a good watch on it. I got the DVD because I got the Blu-ray because I didn't know. It, I didn't know it was back on Netflix. I just was like, "Hey, I love this show." Yeah, I just know. saw. I just saw the other day it was on Netflix. I was like, "What?" Right. We, <laughs> really? Now you want to tell? So if you, so if you got some time and y'all, you know, you binge watch shows. I know we waited for B Stars to come back and oh my god, a few other shows. So let me tell you another one. Uh, what was it? A Kami got killed. Oh my goodness! That one at the ending of that is another one that's like what? Trash. So <laughs> that's a good one. Um, it's some good ones on there on Netflix though. It's some it's, good ones. It's some good ones, but, but being real, I, I sometimes, yeah, it's good to watch them on Netflix, but sometimes they're not going to keep them long, and sometimes the only way you can really, like, like I have this, I have Cowboy Bebop, I have that whole collection. I just rather get the DVDs, the Blu-rays, just on the strength of I can watch them whenever I want to watch them. I ain't got to worry about the millions and millions of dollars Netflix plays to get shows. I could just watch one in the comfort of my own home, and and there we have it. So I just want to, you know, just if you want to see a good series with some good music and good action, and you know, classic samurai, um, classic swordplay, samurai shampoo is for you. Yeah. Um, all right, next topic we want to get into. Um, once again, we were continuing to watch rhythm and rhythm flow, and, flow and um. You know, I try to watch it one at a time because, you know, like I said, it's, you know, I don't want to just binge watch the whole thing. I just want to take my time, enjoy it, and go one at a time. So please don't spoil it for us. But um, we're at the point where they're doing the rap And I battles. just want to get it over with. I'm, yeah. I don't like, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I don't like waiting. Well, who used to say that? 
Who said that I got no patience? You can't say it's Jay Z. Jay Z. I'm with right, him. Right, I got, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I got no patience and I hate waiting. But the truth of the matter is, is I just want to see what's going to happen. Now, a little bit of a spoiler was this one over here decides. Let's let's look at and let's uh, listen to a little hip hop. See what's out there, or whatever. He runs across a video. Um, who who's on the video? One of the dudes to send the uh, rhythm and flow. D Smoke. So he's in this video with what's the dude's name? Toby. Toby Nagiwa. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, no way. And we just saw is. Toby Nagiwa in the. Um, we and saw one of flow. his first. Well, no, Toby Nagiwa is the one that had the video oh, with no, Black no, no. Thought. And no, Rosa I ain't just nine. he ain't he. I ain't just see him. He 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 the one did that. Try Jesus. Not me. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, it yeah. too. Yeah. So uh, the thing, the, the problem with this is, is when we saw it, it was, it was dope. It was like truly, truly well lyrical. She knows that when and, we saw the very first episode, and I saw D Smoke rapping in Spanish and first of all doing his thing, I said, "This dude, he got this dude is pure." Like yeah. between him and flawless. <laughs> This dude, this dude got, this dude is uh, not a, he's not playing. He's not a guy. He is Englewood personified. Right. Which is, which is interesting about the show because like there's so many other artists, like today they did knockouts. So they narrowed it down from 16 to eight and we're still in the first season, but literally the ones that came for blood like are the ones that went through it was like complete annihilation well and one of them i didn't agree with one of them now one of the girls i forget her name bumblebee something mouth i don't know big mouth big mouth yeah she had a big mouth too yeah and i mean like she just she she was being extra she was being really extra in her first knockouts i didn't like it because the person she was going up against was a beast just like her but i think she when she uh when she had her turn, she got all in the girl's face, you know, making all these movements around her, really being quite, you know, um, just distracting and and just uh, disrespectful to the max. Like, caught all kinds of stuff. You, you know, know and, cut out of the L. You know, just all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Like... And it was, it was obnoxious. You know, for me, it was obnoxious. But if but truth be told, anybody that used to watch, what was it? Um, when you watch not, not one, not not one hundred six in Park. What is it? Nah, but be? when you watch um, Rap City, Rap but, City. But no, nah, but when you watch the rap battles, like my man, it uh, used to be like that. On, that. They was on each other like that. That's how they used to. They do. was like in each other nose to nose, rapping about your mama you know, and me and stuff. Right. Like, I mean, shout out to to my god brother. I got a god brother out there. He does. Rap battles all the time, uh, both show Howie. And, you know, he's one of those people, they get in your, they get, you get face to face, in each other's face. So the thing is, it's like she did exactly what a rap battle, what you're supposed to do with a rap battle. I just didn't like it. It was right. a, it was a no for me, dog. It was a, well, it was a no for me. Well, big mouth aside, <laughs> and me, I'm not a big fan of rap battling because me, I grew up in Walnut Park where, if you jump somebody too hard, you can get shot. You get shot. <laughs> you get, you get, we, man, we, you, we from where you get shot while getting shot. You, you know, because 
Because it starts like, you know, you be joning, you get off on a dude real good. Next thing you know, you get into a fight, and if they lose, they coming back with a gun. But Now, I can say, I'm be honest, that was not my life. I don't know anything about that life. Although I did see it one day from a porch. I saw that life take place in front of me. But still, that was not my life. No, we, you know, you can talk to me and, and my cousins, uh, Emmanuel and, and, and Dietrich Lee. No, we didn't got into plenty of fights. That started with us, you know, or somebody getting joned on and somebody being, having their mama being talked about. Yeah. And and, and, and then when drug use and all this stuff around, yeah, somebody say something about your mom, whether it's true or not. Right. You, you know, you ain't, you better not come home if somebody says something about your mama. You ain't doing nothing. Right. You ain't doing nothing. So. So it was, it was, she definitely, she definitely did, Big Mouth definitely did what you see in typical rap battles. And I mean, she brought it. The truth of the matter is, she brought all the heat that they right, were looking but for. The, the, but the the issue that I had with it was this, though. There are some people who rapping is more than just about battling. There are a lot of people out here that are rappers that or entertainers, and they don't even write their own lyrics. Like, let alone can go toe to toe battling with somebody, and they just fine making all the money they make and doing everything that they do. And they never had to get in that point. And yeah, while I do agree that if you a hardcore fan of rapping, yeah, they got to go through the cypher. You got to battle somebody. That's all stuff that you want a rapper to be able to do. To me, it's just not everybody's bad. It's not. Now, but I, I, I don't think it's... I think you should at least be able to to, to try to push yourself to do... You should and at least... see, and, and being real, Beans and Flawless... Probably one of the better battles all night between them two. Nah, uh, it was also uh, uh, Scatman Carruthers and uh, <laughs> that was and, uh, that was a dead body. Scatman right? Carruthers and Beast Mode. That was a dead body. That was but a I'm dead just body saying, Scatman Scat, Scat Scat Sacks came with his. He came with his delivery. He showed his did. style, but uh, D Smoke was not playing with him. Killed him though. D Smoke murdered him. him, but D Smoke would have, you know. He, that that whole Inglewood came he, out of that dude. He, I know. And, he um, shot, it was shoot. He started off with this Inglewood. Like, okay, <laughs> it's about to go down. Now, my man <laughs> Beans came with a good flow, and yeah, I think she said something about my man's going home to see his daughter for her birthday. Right. She said, "I'm gonna send him home to his daughter for his birthday." And flawless like went so hard in on. He did. He said, "F everybody in this competition." <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was like, he, he was said, like, you I'm Puerto, Puerto Rican. I eat beans for a living. <laughs> 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 uh, but you saw her face like, wah, wah. She could, she couldn't do nothing about it. So long, blah, blah, blah. Hey. It's very seldom you see somebody losing a rap battle and cheer for the person that beat them. And she definitely did that. Yeah. So, you know, they was like, well, she did good rapping, but she got burned. She gotta go. I mean, when she stood, they had a chalk outline and it her was, bean hat was sitting there. It was just, it was, I mean. It was savage. Honestly, tonight, the best two, these smoke, flawless, hands down, they took tonight. By force. And London B 
got into it. London B is another she, hot one too. She came in there, but and she even though she fumbled in the beginning, even though, though she flubbed her line, she still got on dude. Like she did. your baby mama gonna eat my butt? Oh, you actually just said that. Just oh now. my goodness, I said, but I did not. No, cuss. but why'd you have to say that? I'm just saying she was I'm mad. I'm just saying you didn't have to tell them that part. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, you know, part of this. And I know they had a lot of the women going up against dudes. I'm going to say this. As a dude, and you have a lady opponent and stuff like that, sometimes us guys, you know, because we're gentlemen and we were taught by our grandma and, you know, we've been daddied enough to know that, hey, you don't really want to hit and go at ladies so hard. Sometimes that can set you up for a situation. And I think London B in her battle she literally tore the whole facade off all of that. Uh, I it's mean, like I get that. It's I, like when you a man and you have a grown woman that you respect calling you everything in the Bible yeah, uh, and pointing out the fact that you live in your... And this is another thing I said to her when they was in the meeting rooms telling their whole life story to each other. She brought out the fact that he lived in his, in his grandma-in-law's house with his, <laughs> she went in on him. She with went his, in with on that. His, his wife, his so, wife's mama. So while y'all all in here telling everybody, grandma. so when you in here telling your life story to somebody so, that you don't even know, and this same person, this same stranger, you go if your whole life story come back and kill you right. with it. Okay, so I will agree. <laughs> I will agree. That's one of the reasons why you don't tell your story. It's because the same story you tell. I mean, it's just like what we see every every day. Like, who was it that um, who was it that did that came after Drake about his son? It was like, dude, you hiding your son. You know what I'm uh, saying? That who was, was that? Uh, what was his name? That uh, was Pusha T. Pusha T. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is the stuff that's out there, the stuff that you put out there, uh, the stuff people find out about. Guess what? When they come for you, they coming for you with that. Uh, Drake lost so, that battle, by the way. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, even tonight, like, London B, I think that was what, when she walked into the competition, she was sitting there taking notes, which is what you do. And then and she was just paying attention. She went at him a little bit before they went out there, like, all right. I just want to say, um, y'all gonna really miss Inglewood when I get done with him. <laughs> and people got in the two other look Big Mouth and the little young dude Orion, or whatever dude's name. Orion. Orion. He got. They got offended. They started going off yeah, and stuff. But see, see, okay. So you saw two two extremities. You saw Big Mouth get offended and bring it. And she used, she harnessed all that, that anger, that energy, and she put it on the floor. And then you saw Arion use, take all of that, what they were saying, and it became too emotional. You saw him when he rapped, it, he forgot all the words, his own, his own words, he forgot. So what I'm saying is, is there's a couple things that take place here. You got to understand, you got to remove emotions out of the way. But then secondly... You're looking at two age groups. All right. You're looking at somebody that you're looking at Arian, who is not even out of high school. You know what I'm saying? So he's young, impressionable. Man. What he, you sitting here laughing for? He gonna be all right. But I got a question for you though. You got. So I got a question. 
So out of all the sixteen rappers we saw tonight, okay. especially the um, the eight winners, who would you least want to be in a rap battle with, and who would you least want to fight in real life? Who would I least want to be in a rap battle with? Oh, definitely. Um, can I just one person? You can give me one and a half. Give me one and a one. Okay, and a half. okay. Definitely flawless and deep smoke. I don't want to be in a rap battle with them. They would murder me. And who would you least want to fight in real life? I least want to fight? Like, like if it came to blows, who would you least want to get into it with? Because um, some of them look like they could, like... I mean, least out of all of them, who would I least want to get in a fight with? Like if they was to put probably, them, probably be smoke because he's from Inglewood, but <laughs> and he don't seem like he he seemed like he could be about that life, like for real, for real. I don't know. I think I know this is on the air, so I ain't trying to really put that out there. You trying to get me caught up? No. But I am gonna say there are some people that I feel like yeah, if I if I was in a fight with them, I could take them. All right, so I will say this. The least person that I would want to be in a rap battle with is Flawless because he literally cut. He literally said they wanted bodies, so I put her head in a jar. He literally went all the way psycho, and then he did it. He was not doing what Big Mouth was doing. Uh-uh. He did not take it all the way. He wasn't throwing stuff. He wasn't he touching her. Nothing. He didn't get in the face. And then on top of that, he was going up against a woman. And that whole thing where you be a gentleman and you take it easy on a woman. No. No, he didn't do none of that. And if he do that to her, man, I can imagine what he would have did if he'd have had one of any other little young dudes. Because they were trying to pair him up to where it would have been fair. I don't know why they put up with flowers. But, um, Cause that won't fair. They should have put these smoke up against the flowers. Now the one I would least want to fight is a tie between Big Mouth because she looked like somebody. Her energy is something I don't want to deal with because the fact that she was in there in the room. You she, don't want to fight? She reminds me of those people that have that whole thing where they the sweetest people when you meet them, but when they get mad, they will cut everybody so she, in their sleep. She see she see red quick. She see red hella quick. Now, the other person that I wouldn't want to fight is D Smoke because D Smoke looked like one of those dudes that he a teacher and he looked like one of those dudes that can't go back to wherever he came from. <laughs> He's a gene. <laughs> he, he, he I can't go back. He, he can't go back. Whatever this, this dude from, he can't go back there. Like, this dude here on purpose. Like, <laughs> whatever he used to do before he started teaching, whatever he did before he got educated, anybody that's that old and can rap the way he rap and be articulate, yeah. Man, he probably got a hell of body stacked under his but, but even But even then, I mean, he's, he's bilingual too. So on top of that, you think a Mexican could get around him? Somebody in Eaglewood speaking Spanish that good. Cause that's why I say he needs to be up against Flawless. Flawless is Puerto Rican. You think you think Flawless could start speaking Spanish and these folks ain't gonna jump in and be like, I heard everything you said. Like, <laughs> I was on the phone when you said it. <laughs> It's a movie now. <laughs> I say, D Smoke is one of those dudes. Even when we was watching the video, the video was called Headshots. The song was called Headshots. 
It's a really good song. Go get it downloaded. Yeah. But uh, when I sit here and I say, like, even watching that song where they was in the beach doing their thing, and he was rapping and going through the water, it's like, man, D Smoke is one of those dudes that you cannot rap. You cannot have bars. You cannot have that amount of composure without being able to back it up. You know, I used to work in a place where, you know, people used to wonder, like, man, how these people in your face yelling and screaming, you ain't did nothing. And I'm like, because I know better, you know? Because <laughs> right. where I come from, you know, right. people people think because you talk proper and because, you know, you go to church and you pray for folks and stuff like that, they don't think that, you know, stuff can go down. You know, that you would actually have to hurt somebody if it came to it. But if you got in between me and getting home, you know, and watching D Smoke operate in that rap battle today, I was scared for old man sex. Cause he got a dude's face a little bit, and it got nose to nose. Scat man, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Scat man, I, I saw smoke on his suit. My man looked like my man looked like Ben Carson oh, in the White man. House in that suit he had on. No, actually, Scat Man Carruthers looks like you remember that show that that. Master of the Skies. Oh man! What, you remember that the but Master of the Skies be where real, he, be he came real. and he had that turtle suit on. Yeah, but being real, I like dudes. I like dude's style, man. He had yeah. a really good style. They say he looked like a broke Steve Harvey. A broke. Man. He didn't say that. But um, I don't man. But but I just want to just you know I'm really enjoying the show a little bit, and I'm not one like I really don't enjoy like a lot of rap. You know like you know. I, I I enjoy rap when it's saying something, you know. I, I enjoy listening to Common, uh, newer Jay Z. You know, I enjoy listening to um, man, I uh, Talib Kweli, um, Most Def. I enjoy listening to rappers who who have a message, uh, who are more you know positive, uplifting. I really don't and like, more articulate. Like I don't like listening to people rapping about who they gonna go shoot and all this sort of stuff you know, and all the, the bodies they got and all this sort of stuff. You know, but I mean, I I enjoy the show. I mean, we try we try to uh, take in that that one gospel show where the people the singers kept coming and they were oh, singing like voices, this little light mine. Yeah, let voices rise. Voices, no voices on fire. Or voices something. on fire. Our fire of the voices. Something voices on fire. Something like that. Respect the show. But don't get me wrong. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I mean, it 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 was interesting, but it, it didn't stick. It wasn't something that you you felt like, man. I gotta watch this again. I, I just you know. So um, this is a, a show that actually I'm, I'm really interested in. I can't wait to see find out. We got three three more episodes. Yeah, four more episodes. Four more episodes to the end. So if you are watching too, I hope you uh, enjoy are enjoying enjoy it like we're enjoying it. Um, I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. You got anything to say? Um, I just want to thank everybody for supporting um, new listeners. Uh, thank you so much for uh, showing up. And once again, we'll do um, one of these reviews every, you know, once every while. Because we like watching anime. We like giving our take on it. Um, especially uh, the classics, Cowboy Bebop, um, those things. But we just... You know, want to give, <clears throat> we just want to have fun doing this. It's not something we do to get paid or necessarily with everything else. And 
Once again, if you got a product or anything you want to push, uh, Nina English Organics, uh, if you got anything that you want to go right. out. Yeah, so if you want to, uh, anything, if you got anything that you want to sell or if you want to do an interview on a topic, hey, just hit us up in a direct message or uh, Twitter, Instagram. I'm on um, Facebook. And, um, well, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't add folks on Facebook like that, so don't hit me up on Facebook. <laughs> but you can hit me up on Instagram, you can hit me up also, also on um, uh, on my website as far as my the business Nina English Organics. Um, for those of you all that, that have been supporting, I'm very grateful. For those of you all that would like to support, I do ask that you go to the website, check it out. You know, if you've had some issues with, you know, growing out your edges, if you had issues growing out your hair, if you've had issues with, you know, just normal, you know, uh, moisturizing and anything like that, this is this is what you want to use. Trust me, you'll love it. Um, go to the website, NinaEnglishOrganics.com, Instagram, NinaEnglish180, or you can go to my Instagram at ShellsOfMe. Uh, I'm on Instagram, and that's shells with a Z at the end, C-H-E-L-L-E-Z of me. Uh, you can hit me up on there. And thank you all for listening. This is this is nice. This is it's cool that we got some people out there supporting, and we really appreciate it. All right. So uh, we'll see you again next time, and thank you guys, and God bless.